This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome to another episode of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. You could kind of say that Blues fans are panicking. You can say they're frustrated. You can even say some are very, very angry at this team and how they've played so far this year going into the game last night against the Canadians. Tough road trip, the Canadians, the Leafs, and then the Jets. This could be something very positive for the Blues moving forward. Could kind of get them out of the funk that they're in. Too many mistakes. There's very few guys I see playing full games. Very few guys I see out there with an intensity level that it takes to play in the NHL. A lot of mistakes, bad passes, guys just being like a daisical with what they're doing, going back to get the puck, guys not getting puck out of their end, just a multitude of mistakes. And we were hoping those mistakes would not continue against the Canadians, but they would continue just a little over 30 seconds into the game. Bad, bad play, couldn't keep the puck in the offensive zone. The Canadians get a two-on-one break. And, of course, Max Domi puts the Canadians ahead one to nothing. Mike Riley pokes it up the boards, and the Montreal Canadiens start out. Here's a potential two-on-one. Max Domi backhander scores! His first goal as a Montreal Canadian. In this building, you want to get it up and get it going as quickly as you can. Schwartz tries to score from the side behind the net, hits the back post, and all of a sudden this creates a two-on-one, and I'm not quite sure how you could possibly be caught up ice on this. Petrantonio's left on his own. Bo Meester caught out of position. Tarasenko's trying his best to catch Domi. So apparently the Blues now have a new defenseman named Petra Antonio. He is our new Canadian-Italian defenseman, Petra Antonio. I don't know what he was thinking of. Scout your teams ahead of time. Know the players' names. It is Petrangelo. It's not Petrangelo. It's not Petra Antonio. I'll get off my soapbox. Just a terrible mistake by the Blues that they've made mistakes like this almost in every single game this year. Max Domi uh, gets the goal. He ends up his first of the year. Lekanen gets his third assist. Riley gets his second assist. And that's Riley, not O'Reilly. Gets his second assist. 39 seconds in. The Blues are already down one to nothing because of a mistake. And that mistake is all on Jay Bowmeister's shoulders. Pinching in too much. Should have never been pinching in that much at that time on that play. Huge mistake by Bo Meester. Part of that responsibility goes to him. The other, I don't think Jake Allen really had a great, great angle on that. I also think he needed to come out of the net just a little bit more. The Blues would only get three shots on goal in the first period. Carey Price was not really tested much. I mean, I don't even think out of the three shots, there was any really great, great scoring opportunity. Something's got to change for this team. They need a spark. Going into the second period, you want to see a little bit better play. I thought there were a couple minutes early in the second period where the Blues played well. They got a power play goal from Vince Dunn just three minutes and 21 seconds in. And regardless of how they've played, uh, they're tied, guys. Uh, They really don't deserve to be tied right now. 
but they are tied. To this side for Tarasenko. To a tough angle. Ooh. Hard pass. Dunn barely kept it in there. Fakes it. Gets it back. And a drive. And he scores! Vince Dunn from the point. Not sure if it was tipped or not. And the Blues tie the game at one. Looked like that was in clean all the way. Tell you what, some of the little subtleties in the game that Ryan O'Reilly brings to the table. Did he have to work to keep this puck in the zone? You talk about second effort. Well, Ryan O'Reilly gave it to the Blues and Vince Dunn scores off a pass. And now a quick little pass right here. The first one was a hard one on the backhand. Dunn keeps it in with good ability. And then he gets it right back and doesn't hesitate. That goal was all Vince Dunn. Totally Vince Dunn. The puck had almost went out on a pass to him, kept it in the zone, gave it to Tarasenko, back to Dunn, and Dunn puts it right past Carey Price. Another key, huge, huge screen in front of the net by O'Reilly of the Blues. Just a great, great screen. Jumped up at the last minute, went right through his legs, and there's nothing Carey Price could do by the time he could see that. That would be Dunn's second goal of the year. Tarasenko gets his third assist. O'Reilly gets his fifth assist of the year. Power play goal. One key, guys, we can at least look out so far this season is the power play is much, much better than it was last year. If they could keep this power play going and play mostly mistake-free, this team would have a much better record. So the Blues now have tied the game. What are we going to get from them? Are we going to get a surge? Are we going to get a guy taking the lead? No, we didn't get that. In fact, the Canadians got a power play just about three minutes and or so after the done goal, and they would get a power play goal uh, by Mike Riley. I know this is confusing, guys, but Mike Riley, not Ryan O'Reilly. Mike Riley gets his first goal of the year, and he's played well for the Canadians this year. Udall, Riley making a little room for himself. He shoots, scores! Mike Riley, power play goal, 2-1. He has played some great hockey for the Montreal Canadiens, an ill-advised pass. And a great block from Schmaltz, and I'll tell you what, that must have Schmaltz it all right. Yeah, he was limping around the rest of the shift, and then Riley just opens up his legs and literally walks around the top of Shen. And that's a penalty-killing faux pas. you got to keep inside position on that defenseman. He allows him to walk him, and once he walks him, he's walking right down Main Street. you got to feel bad for Shen, who, you know, in my mind, shows up every game. He's been the Blues' best consistent player this year all over the ice, doesn't give up on a play. Yeah, he makes mistakes sometimes. But you know what? I'd rather have a guy make mistakes when he's trying hard than a guy make mistakes when he's not trying it hard at all. Braden Shin tries hard every night, and he is the best player this year for the Blues. Like I said, he overskated Riley just a little bit and allowed him to get around him, wide open in the middle of the ice, and put it right past Jake Allen. And it gives the Canadians a 2-1 to lead on that power play goal. That would be Riley's first goal. Houdon gets his first assist and Druin gets his second assist. Seven minutes, 42 seconds in to the second period. It's two to one. Shockingly enough, the Blues outshot the Canadians 11 to seven in the second period. Had a couple opportunities in that period, but still, this team is not playing well. They need to play much, much better. Did they come out in the third period and play much, much better? No, they didn't. Did they come out in the third period and play okay to good? Yeah, I thought the third period was their best period. I thought they batted down the hatches a little bit. Like I said, it was not great. You can't say anything really great about the team tonight. There were a few bright spots, but it was just okay in my mind. 
which recently I think a lot of Blues fans would take just okay. So they're playing a little bit better. They're, they've got some pressure on Carey Price. And the guy, like I said, who played hard all evening and plays hard every single game, the heart of the team, Braden Shin, gets a big goal, a huge goal, a power play goal to tie this thing up at two with just three minutes and 29 seconds left to go in the third period. But all it takes is one. Here's Shen and there it is. Shen ties the game with 3.29 to go. Another power play goal. Alexander Steen is the quarterback on this unit on this particular power play. Whenever there was stress on the half boards, he went to the middle as an outlet pass. And when, when he does that, just a beautiful pass and read by Steen to Shen. And Shen, boy, feeling good now, tying this game up. Some very hard work in the corner by David Perron, and that's nice to see when David Perron is playing hard like that and mucking it up in the corner. It leads to him getting goals. This one led to a pass to Steen. Perfect setup, waiting for Shen to get right open where he needed to be. Put it past Carey Price's glove side. Nothing Carey Price could do on that one. Braden Shin gets his third goal. Steen gets his third assist. Perron gets his first assist. 16 minutes, 31 seconds in. And that awesome power play of the Blues bites another team in the butt. But the lead would only last for a little over three minutes with just around 11 seconds left. Huge, huge mistake. Bad mistake by Pareko, who in my mind has had a bad season. Very lackadaisical with the puck. Passes it right in front of the net. Doesn't go like he would like it to go. It rolls. Canadians intercept it, tap it in, and take the lead with around 11 seconds left. And, of course, beat the Blues 3-2. to two. Back inside the Blues line. Turn As Colton Pareko, who I just praised this guy for a great one-on-one with Byron, misfires. He goes to go D to D, and as he goes to go D to D, he heals it. He heals it, and this thing just rolls right into the slot. No one's expecting that. Tatar is coming over to track it down, and I think he pokes this towards the net, and then it's Gallagher who repokes it up and over the top of Allen and into the net. With 9.7 seconds to go, what a backbreaker. Pareko makes the bad pass. Tatar gets it, hits it towards the net. Gallagher takes that weak shot from Tatar, puts it right past Jake Allen. And before you start, that goal was not Jake Allen's fault. I've heard a lot of people on social media saying Jake needs to go. Jake cost him the game. Jake should have made that save. Well, guys, that's wrong. That goal's on Pareko, just like the one goal was against Bowmeister. So the defense sucked tonight. Don't blame Jake Allen. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal. Even though the Blues started out with just three in the first period, they caught up and actually overtook the Canadians. 25 shots on goal for the Blues, 23 for the Canadians. Faceoffs, another positive. 60% for the Blues, 40% from the Canadians. I'm trying to bring out the positive because there is so much negative. Power play, the Blues were two for five. I'll take that any day. Canadians were one for four. Penalty minutes, the Blues had 13. The Canadians had 15. Hits, 21 hits for the Blues. Canadians 19, so pretty even. Blocks were pretty even. 23 for the Blues, 19 for the Canadians. There were a ton of giveaways. The Blues had 17. The Canadians had 15. Neither team played well in this game. The difference is 
The mistakes the Canadians made, the Blues didn't take advantage of them. The mistakes the Blues made, the Canadians took advantage of almost every single one. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Shan Edmondson and, of course, Coach Mike. And then you're going to hear my take on this. And I know you've heard a lot of what I'm probably going to say, but I'm going to try to delve a little bit deeper into it. Let's go ahead and get to those post-game interviews first. I mean... Yeah, it was a tough one to lose, but we weren't even we weren't we weren't any good tonight. Um, yeah, we almost snuck out a point there, maybe two, but you know, as a team, I don't think we uh, you know deserve to win hockey games. We got to start playing harder for one another, and and um, you know, uh, little details of the game matter. And I'll just say it starts with me. Um, you know, I gave pretty much gave him that second goal on the power play there on on the RPK. Um, you know, didn't get the puck out. And yeah. Guy walked me, and his back and that little things like that matter in a game. And um, you know, it starts with me, and I got to be better. Your power play is really producing. Is that a silver lining, or is that just more frustrating? I mean, last year it wasn't, and we were winning hockey games. So, at the end of the day, it's about two points. Um, yeah, it's nice to score goals and, and get goals on the power play, but um, at the end of the day, it's one about winning hockey games. It's not. Uh, uh, about scoring on the power play, and we got to get back to, um, like I said, the little details of, of our game, and um, you know, just being better in all three zones, taking care of the puck, um, little things like that when you hockey games, and we're just not doing that right now. What do you think needs to happen for you guys to get those finer details figured out? It's kind of been a common theme. Yeah, I mean, just, it sounds, I mean, just get some some swagger in your game, a little, you know, finer find some swag that you know is getting guys feeling good and, and I think that just starts with working hard when, when you work hard um, on both sides of the puck uh, the good things are going to happen and um, you know I just don't think we're doing that uh, you know we're a team that's known to defend hard um, you know uh, I, I think we you know, still can be better at that um, taking care of the puck's huge right now um, you know I, I we turned it on there a little bit in the third period, and you can kind of see what happens. You know, you kind of put them back on their heels, and you find yourself back in the game. But like I said, you got to do that for 60 minutes, not 10 or 15 minutes. How do you, how do you come out that way then? Yeah, it's, it's really nothing. Um, it's nothing really complicated. I just said it's. I mean, it's working hard. You know, put on the jersey and go out there and work. Um, like I said, that starts with guys like me. Um, you know. We're going to do a better job of, of, you know, leading the charge and winning soccer games. I mean, I was calling for it. Um, you know, it just went off. It was spinning a lot, so it just went off Perry's toe. But, um, you know, that one play, that's not the reason we lost the game. Uh, we lost the game in the first two periods. So we didn't come ready to play. Third period, we, you know, we put our foot on the gas and, you know, we tied it up. So I think if we played like we did the third period, things would have been different. But um, we just not, we got to be ready for the games. Uh, first two periods weren't good enough. How do you do that? How do you, how do you come out with the, the purpose that you had in the in the third period? Uh, we just got to be antsy. Um, we want we got to win every puck battle. Um, I think the first two periods were too lax, lackadaisical. Um, we thought it was going to come easy tonight, um, but you know they have a good team over there. They're a fast, uh, young team, and um, you know they use their speed. And I think we kind of just watched the first two periods, and then third period I thought we worked the puck low and made their defenseman turn. So um, when we did that, good things happened. We tied it up, but. Um, like I said, we lost the game in the first two periods, not just the one mistake. Some people might wonder why that puck is going in the middle of the ice, but that's the, that's the play, right? I mean, that's how you guys kind of regroup, right? Yeah, I mean, it was stuck along the boards. It was spinning. It's a tough puck, but um, I was wide open. Um, it's just 
just the way the puck was. And, you know, that's happened to me several times. Um, you can't just blame Perry for that. Um, like I said, it was the first two periods. It's not just that one play. How, how close did you get to it? You seem like you were very close to it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think our sticks collided at the same time, and then it just went right to the guy who was in that front. So, um, you know, it could have went either way. It just happened to land right on the guy's tape. Well, if, yeah, if you're not working hard enough, you're not going to have swagger. Swagger's confidence. That's what you call it. You're in confidence, and, uh, and quite frankly, we don't deserve it right now. Brain fart, whatever you want to call it, on that on that winner. Well, you know what? That's that's one play in the game, and uh, and we're listen. It's obviously a tough play. Um, I feel bad for Colton, uh, but <laughs> we're not playing well enough to to win hockey games. So when you do that, then yeah, one play could be the difference. We, you don't deserve to win if you uh, if you try to go out and play hard and play the right way in the third period. We're not playing 60 minutes. We don't have enough urgency. There's too many breakdowns. Too many bad decisions, and, uh, and so you don't win. How do you start out? Like, I mean, you had a lot of momentum, a lot of cycling, and, and, and zone time in the third period. How, how can you start out like that? Well, obviously, that, I don't want to say that's a million dollar question. That's bottom line is we're, we're faced with some adversity right now. And um, for me, this is when we'll really get to see what people bring. Um, this is when you really say something to your teammates, this is when you really show your character. Um, obviously, I've got to do a better job as head coach, making sure that we're prepared to play, making sure we're ready to play the right way, making sure that guys aren't are held accountable, and making sure that uh, we get the right guys on the ice. And uh, and with that, we'll we'll see who else wants to bring that same attitude. When you're faced with adversity, you either shrink up and and uh, get worse or succumb to it, or you fight through it. Mike, a couple of the guys are talking about need the finer points to our game and they've said that after a couple games is it a matter of uh working to find them or is it a matter of time is it going to take time find what sorry is it, gonna, is it a matter of working to get them or excuse me they're, they're all talking about finer points of the game you need the finer points of the game the details of the game is it a matter of you're getting closer to find them or is it going to take time uh, for me it's 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 all in our own hands right now and uh like i said it's it's for whatever reason there's a lack of urgency right now uh we we have to identify why that is, you know, and uh, and so, you know, when it's there one shift, when it's not there the next shift, it's plain as day when we're doing the right things, what it looks like, and it looks good, and we get results. And when we're not doing it, so so what is causing that lack of urgency? Is it an arrogance on our part that we just think that we're so good that we're getting out of it, or is there something bigger and something more troubling that we have to uh, identify here? So, um, because urgency is one thing you. You know, you have different things that are in your control. Maybe we don't have a lot of confidence right now, but there's no, no reason not to have urgency and not to have desperation in the little things of your game. Uh, mistakes happen. It, I, I get that. It, listen, it's a hard game. It's a fast game. And the other team has a say in it too. Mistakes happen. Uh, but when the other team has more urgency and desperation, then you don't win. So are you, are you saying then that Maybe it shouldn't have got to that last play if you were, if you're on your game. No, I mean, well, like I said, maybe it should have, maybe it shouldn't have. Uh, it's a tough play. We battled back in the third period, but again, if you play 20 minutes, you don't deserve to win hockey games, and so we didn't deserve to win tonight. Digging yourself a little bit of a hole now. How do you keep frustration from from setting in? Well, I hopefully, I, I actually hope it's really set in, uh, and frustration. We should be damn right pissed off, to be honest with you. I'm sorry for my language, but I don't see enough anger. I don't see enough 
um, where we're going to put our foot down and we're going to uh, put an end to this. And, you know, you can get caught up in winning and losing. That's fine. You know what? Play 60 minutes of good hockey, and I think you're going to like the result. Okay, first of all, Braden Shin is dead on. They didn't play good. They didn't play well at all. They made too many mistakes. He is dead on. Secondly, Joel Edmondson is fooling himself. If he actually thinks they put the pedal to the metal and played very good in the third period, something's wrong here. Like I said, they played better in the third period than they did in the first two periods. But to say they played good enough if they had played that way all game, no, I don't think so. Would it have given them a better chance to win? Yes. But you can't say you would have won or probably would have won if you would have played like you did in the third period in the first two periods. You just can't. Uh, Mike Yo sounds frustrated, and he's got every right to be. But my question is this. Who's taking responsibility for this team's play? Is it Coach Mike? Is it the players? Is it a combination of both? Is it some of the players? Is it some of the coaching staff? Is it Coach Mike and none of the players? Who is it? Because this falls on a lot of people. I'm disappointed in Alex Petrangelo. He's not played like a top defenseman like everyone says he is. Pareko has not played well in the last oh, year, in this, this year. I didn't think Pareko was good last year. Was he terrible? No. But he made some of the very similar mistakes he's making this year. In my mind, Pareko has not played great since his uh, season when he was called up at the end of the year, right before the playoffs. He's not played great since then. He's had periods of good play, but he's been very inconsistent. And I'm going to stop this crap right now of everybody. Well, the C needs to be stripped from Petrangelo. Needs to be given to Steen. You know, guys, that's the least of this team's worries is who's the captain. Who gives Flying Fudge who the captain is of this team? Do you think giving the C to Steen is going to make people play better? Do you think giving the C to Shin is going to make people play better? I'm sure Braden Shin is already calling guys out. I can almost guarantee you he's not happy with the way the team's playing. Doesn't seem like the type of guy that would keep his mouth shut when things are going bad. Steen, I don't know if, if, if he's a leader or not. He's kind of a quiet guy. Maybe he feels he leads by example. I don't know. But let's stop that talk. That doesn't concern me at all. I don't care who has the C. I really don't. What I care is players being accountable, players being accountable for their mistakes, players being intense with the way they approach a game. And the Blues aren't that right now. I'm going to name up some players, I think, that are playing good, that are at playing hard most of the game. Braden Shin, Ryan O'Reilly. I think he, those two play most of the game. Dunn still makes some mistakes. He's a young guy, but I think he plays hard most of the game. Jaden Schwartz, I think he plays hard most of the game. Pat Maroon, I think he plays hard most of the game. I really do. The guy that I think needs to step up is when it comes to being a top goal scorer is Vladimir Tarasenko. Man, when he really puts that effort out there, he can hit you, he can score, he can pass, and he's, he's one of the best in the league. But I'm sorry, from watching him this year and most of last year, I know he was hurt. But that effort's not there every night. It's like sometimes he's all of a sudden he's there. He's fast. He's on the puck. He's getting pucks on the net. Other nights, he just looks like he's laboring out there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody's seen something different. But I don't think so. Uh, this hockey mind looks at Vladimir Tarasenko 
and will tell you he's underperforming. He is. You know, are guys double-teaming him? Yeah. Have they done that since, oh, after his first year in the league? Yeah. Before that, they started doing it. But other guys get double-teamed. Ovechkin gets double-teamed. Crosby gets double-teamed. Crosby gets the crap beat out of him. And he still scores goals. I actually think if Vladimir Tarasenko put his mind to it, he could be the leading goal scorer in this league. I don't care what anybody says. He's got the talent. But does he have the drive? And does he have that mental push, too, to push him through times when he's not at his best? You know, there are players that are not at their best every game. You can't expect a guy in this type of a season to be his best every single game, 60 minutes a game. You cannot. But what you should expect, whether you're a coach, whether you're a teammate, whether you're a fan, it doesn't matter. You should expect the guy to give the best effort he can that night. Let's get into this whole Robert Thomas debacle. Uh, He was uh, set in the game tonight because uh, he needs more confidence, so let's set the guy. Does, Does that make any sense? You get more confidence by playing. The more you play in the NHL, you gain more confidence. I don't think he's made a ton of mistakes. He's made some rookie mistakes. But when he's out there, the guy is trying hard. He really is just like Sammy Blay and just like Jordan Kyrou. But they have both gotten more playtime. Maybe there's something I don't know. But Robert Thomas is a good player, and he needs to be getting at least 10 minutes a game. You want him to grow, give that man 10 minutes a game, because he is a man. He's a, you know, he's young, but he's a man. Give him 10 minutes a game, let him learn. There are times this season where I've seen him look really, really good. And yeah, there's other times when you can tell that he's, you know, still learning the NHL game. That happens. Do you think Jordan Kyrou's going to be perfect all year? No. He's going to make mistakes. Vince Dunn's not a rookie. He's a young player. He's going to make mistakes. Do you bench Vince Dunn? It doesn't make any sense at all to me. You've got that guy. You have touted him as the next great center for the Blues. You've put all this hype into him, and then you set him for a game. If he was injured, I understand. But that young man should be out there every game unless he's injured or unless he's making a ton of mistakes that's costing this team games. And I really haven't seen that. I've seen him make some mistakes. It's other players and other mistakes that have cost the team this game. I think you can point your finger at a bunch of people, but sorry, Michael, you cannot point the finger at Robert Thomas. And benching him is not going to give him confidence. Putting him out there to play will give him confidence. Get him out there on the ice at least 10 minutes a game. The mistakes. I don't know how you cut down on these mistakes. These guys are all professional hockey players. They've played hockey, a lot of them, since they were four, five, six years old. They've been on skates, some of them, since they were two or three. These guys know how to play the game. They're not acting like it, a lot of them on the Blues team. They're acting like it's that's practice and they can get the puck behind the net and you know, they can diddle-daddle with it. They can pass it in front of the net. You know, they can just act like they're out there on a holiday. Well, you can't do that and win NHL games. Something has to change quickly. I don't know if it's going to. If it doesn't soon, somebody needs to really look hard at what the reason is. And I think one of the reasons is Coach Mike. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying maybe he's not the coach for this team. 
You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's too young in the season. Yeah, I'm going to give him time. But I think questions need to be asked of Coach Mike. They really do. He needs to be looked at as to whether he's the right coach for this team. Will he continue to coach the way he did in Minnesota and see his teams make the same mistakes, or will he make adjustments? So far, he's not really made adjustments. He's made adjustments on the lines, yeah. But has he made adjustments on how he's teaching these players and how he's game planning with these players? I don't know. From the product on the ice, it doesn't look like he is. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Doug Armstrong is giving this team good players. They've got talent. This team should not be where they are. Some of you maybe think they don't have talent. I disagree with you, but you know I understand your opinion. In my mind, this team has talent. They're not being coached properly right now, and they're not being given the tools they need to succeed, and they're not being put in the right place to succeed. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop Podcast. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy. Hopefully the Blues will get a win in Toronto on Saturday, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance Scott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.